one of the most common questions that I'm asked is, my toddler hits or kicks. And it gets labeled as toddler aggression. And the parents ask, when should I worry about my toddler being aggressive? And if that's your question, we've got you covered today because I've invited two trusted developmental and behavioral pediatricians to join us. Are there days you feel you've had it with the sleepless nights, the temper tantrums, the constant fatigue of trying to keep up with an active baby? Does it feel like you're always working so hard as a parent, trying to do everything for your kids and family, and yet it never feels enough? We get it. You love your child more than anything, and yet parenting is also exhausting and challenging, especially when you're bombarded with criticism and pressure to be the perfect parent, which, spoiler alert, does not exist. That's why we created Discerning Parenting, the podcast that helps you cut through the noise and focus on what truly matters in your parenting journey. This podcast is jam-packed with valuable insights and practical tips specifically tailored for parents of kids age 5 and below. So join us and discover how you can use the combined power of science, knowing your child, and your own intuition in making the best parenting decisions for you and your family. Today, we have two trusted developmental and behavioral pediatricians, Dr. Jack Herrin, who's practicing in Manila, Philippines, and Dr. Janice Lim, who is practicing in Ontario, Canada. And not only are they developmental and behavioral pediatricians who have helped so many families who are in that same situation, who have been asking questions like, my toddler has aggressive behavior. Should I worry about this? Or why is my toddler having aggressive behavior? Not only that, but both of them are also parents. So today we're going to talk about toddler aggression. Everything that we say in this podcast is for general information only. So it's not to replace a, a diagnosis or a consultation with your pediatrician, or it's not to replace any intervention if somebody has recommended it. So don't ever. Use anything that you hear in this podcast as a reason for not getting in, uh, consult or intervention or services. Jack, Janice, maybe you'd just like to share a little bit about yourselves. Hi, it's Jack here. Um, I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician practicing in Manila. I'm a dad. I've got two daughters and they're both in high school. And it's nice to be here tonight. <laughs> Hi, I'm Janice. Um, I'm one of the developmental pediatricians whose practice centers um, on kids who have behavioral issues. So I deal with a lot of um, autism or ADHD and um, just big feelings in general. But I also wanted to come on also to share maybe some of the parenting techniques that I've also tried on my own kids um because obviously it's always a trial and error just because you do it for a living doesn't mean it's always effective at home so maybe I can share about that and I also want to get some ideas of maybe how to deal with kids and thank you for being here and I know that our listeners are all excited to uh, hear what uh, you have to share with them so this is one of the biggest questions. Um, 
toddler is being aggressive or is labeled as being aggressive, uh, when should I worry? That's one of the most question, common questions that, that I get. But before we answer that question, um, let's take a look at the term toddler aggression first. Um, is it really toddler aggression? When is it toddler aggression? When is it not? Like, for example, um, usually when they say that a toddler is uh, shouting or is kicking or is hitting or is biting or is throwing things, sometimes it gets labeled as aggressive behavior. Is it really accurate to label them as aggressive behavior? Well, I think that before you label anything as aggression, you do have to go to the source of everything. What is making the child act in a particular way? Now, since we are dealing with toddlers, it does go back to how does your child communicate with you? How do you communicate with your child? Is your child capable of speaking in one to two word sentences do they are they more fluent than that or are they having trouble communicating in general um children who tend to communicate using shorter sentences may be prone to uh using actions and you know how they have this is how they express their frustration they could probably hit or push um they don't mean to be aggressive but they're trying to call your attention whether it's aggression towards a parent or to another child that's their way of saying this is mine or don't touch that or i want some of this we also have to think about what developmental stage we expect them to be in right um if we're thinking about a toddler this is when your child is learning about limits and trying to push limits and learn their independence also so some of that behavior is also because they want to test. And sometimes it's frustrating because the things that they have in their heads aren't what their bodies are capable of doing. And also definitely as parents, you have to set limits to what is safe and what is not. And so that can be very frustrating to a child. And they're also realizing that now they can have bigger feelings that they can do something about. Right. So a baby crying for four hours is a baby crying for four hours. But a toddler who can now scream and push and run and kick at two years old is a whole different story. Um, so they might be expressing the same big feelings, but now they have more ways of expressing these big, big feelings. So I think it's important to remember that it's not because they want to behave badly. Sometimes they are just behaving in a certain way. And it's really our conventions in society that have labeled that as good or bad, right? And so helping them learn the skills to identify like what are behaviors that are appropriate or not appropriate um, is also important. And this is the stage where they kind of have to learn that and they have to do it by trial and error. Yeah, that's so true. This is the importance of looking at the developmental stage of the child because that's something that a lot of parenting advice may not take into consideration. I just wanted to add to what Jack had said. I completely agree that it's about language, right? And also about communication. How effective is the child in being able to communicate? And how effective is a parent in being able to communicate to that child? to let the child know that they are able to respond to what the child is requesting, right? Whether it's for attention, it's for time, it's for energy. If we're unable 
to communicate that we are about to give our attention or about to give our time or, you know, about to play with them, then the child doesn't know that, oh, you know, just a little bit more and mom or dad is going to be there for me. Um, that's when some of the behaviors can come out. So I, I definitely think that the language is a piece, but I also think that as parents, we probably have to pay attention to how we communicate our intentions or our responses or our responsiveness to the child. And to add to what Janice said earlier, it is about setting limits for your child. What do I mean? The child wants to grab a toy from his or her older brother. Are you going to condone that if you say that, okay, go ahead, uh, give the toy to your little brother, then he or, then he'll know that, okay, I'm going to shout next time or I'm going to hit his head uh, next time because the toy's going to come to me after all. But if you say maybe, okay, your brother's not done with it yet and you can probably get it a little later, the child will learn the limit that it's not really going to do any good. Obviously, we all like get really tired, right? Sometimes and our babies aren't necessarily on our schedule. Um, so maybe on that day, they're not cooperative and they're not sensing that you've had a day yourself. Um, I had a recent conversation with a friend once who's also dealing with her child with really big feelings. And I was telling her, you know, one of the things that I realized is that I also have to be aware of my own feelings when my toddler or my child is acting up. Um, I remember that when my firstborn was maybe three or four, um, he refused to do some of the things that he needed to get done um, from a preschool. That being said, I mean, it's preschool. It shouldn't be a big deal. But as parents, you want your child to do really well, right? So you're trying to assist them in the things that they have to do. And I remember we would get into like, um, fights, we would butt heads because I really wanted him to finish certain tasks and he wouldn't say yes, right? And then I realized, okay, I'm about to scream at my child, right? I'm about to raise my voice. And of course, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to say I've never done it. I've done it lots of times, right? Um, but I realized one day, okay, you know what? I'm just going to label how I'm feeling right now. Um, and I'm going to help him realize that I have big feelings too, so I actually told my child, look, I'm going to step away, right? Um, and I'm going to take deep breaths because I need some quiet time for myself. Um, and I am going to come back when I am more calm. Um, and so I took some deep breaths in front of him. And before I left, I said, okay, I, I want you to understand this isn't a punishment for you. And I love you just the same, but I need quiet time. And I left. Obviously, it wasn't that long when winded when I was explaining it to him because he was three. <laughs> but basically, that's the concept that I had tried to explain to him in less words. Um, and after like a few minutes, he actually came to look for me and said, like, you know, I'm ready to do my work now. And I said, oh, great. Like, but can you hold on? Maybe give me 30 more seconds to calm down <laughs> before I go and help you out. So I think what that's also taught me is that as parents, we also have to be aware of how we're reacting to our children when our children are dysregulated or having particularly difficult behaviors. 
um, because it's really important for us to be able to show them some of the skills that will help them control and maybe manage their own big feelings. Um, and so I think modeling that behavior is also going to be helpful because then they understand that it's not because they're little, it's not because they're out of control, but they understand that everybody has to deal with these feelings and there is a way to do it in a safe way. What a wonderful story. Nobody is a perfect parent and we shouldn't expect that from ourselves. It's okay to show our kids that we are upset or that we are frustrated and then to model to them how how we handle it, to model how we regulate our own emotions. So when should we worry about a toddler's aggressive behavior? Sometimes a parent can hear a lot of different advice. They can hear something like, no, that's okay. That's because it's the terrible tools. You don't need to go do anything. They will grow out of it. And sometimes they hear the opposite. They're going to say that, oh no, if you don't do something right now, your toddler is going to be a teenager and then he's going to still be kicking and hitting and biting everybody. Sometimes they would even get advice like, you need to spank him now. You need to show him who's boss. You need to stop the power struggle right now. Otherwise, he's going to grow up and he's never going to listen to you. So the parent gets confused. So is this something that is part of the terrible tools? One of the things that you mentioned kind of reminded me of some of the families I see in clinic, I feel that a lot of parents have very good intuition when it comes to their kids kind of needing something. They're not quite sure what the diagnosis might be. You know, um, they might pick the wrong diagnosis that they read, read off of the internet, but they have that feeling that something's not quite right. And I always encourage parents to talk about that and to bring it up with their doctors, because most of the time when they're seeing and observing their child at home, they're seeing something and they're sensing something that maybe they don't have a medical term for, but a doctor can help kind of figure out whether or not that is a problem that they have to continue monitoring or maybe they need a referral for. I think it's really important because, um, yeah, parents know their children. So when something's a little bit off, never feel ashamed maybe or embarrassed to bring it up with the doctor it might be nothing that's what we all hope it might be nothing but it could be something at the same time i'd like to add to that try to get as much information as you can do your own observation at home or at school and 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 try to figure out what's going on talk to other people about it you might not be home all the time but at the very least Try and see if everybody's view of your son or daughter's aggressive behavior is congruent. How long was it? Uh, what made it happen? And try to put the pieces together. Um, don't base it on one episode or two episodes, but try and see how does this um, behavior affect everybody? How long has it been going on? Is there another side to it? I also think that we have to think about the consistency of or the frequency um, that we see the behaviors because sometimes um, say your child is crying and kicking, right? And inconsolable. Um, you have to figure out, okay, um, is this because of a medical problem? Is it because of pain? Is it because of an emotion that they're feeling? 
And sometimes maybe you can find the cause of it and figure out a solution for that. But if, say, your kid is always um, having certain behaviors that you're not quite sure why it consistently happens, like, say, mouthing, but mouthing to the point not only when they're hungry or they're seeking to soothe themselves, but maybe mouthing and eating um, non-food items, which can be because of a medical condition and nutritional deficiency, but also could be a sensory behavior where they need it. Um, the other things that I would think about is say the mouthing, is it just sucking on something? Is it sucking on their fingers, right? Which we see in a lot of the kids, which might be developmentally appropriate, but is the mouthing like I need to bite on something? And does it, does it have to be someone? Right. Like, so if you're thinking about the behaviors um, and thinking about maybe how aggressive it is, one of the things that I always try to observe is, is it self-injurious? In a toddler, it's very unusual to find that the child is wanting to hurt somebody intentionally. I think it's always because they're seeking for a response for a need that other people are unable to understand. But I think if it's like a self-injurious behavior, definitely it's something that you need to check out, bring to your tedious attention. Because even if it's like based on pain that they're feeling in their bodies, one of the things that we notice is say dental cavities, right? It's not obvious. It's not a wound that we see necessarily. But if they're feeling that pain and they need to bite on something and they need to bang on their heads or the sides of their cheeks, um, this is something that you need to pay attention to. Feel free to bring up with your um, medical provider because it's important for them to investigate. I'd like to just add that corporal punishment is not the way to go. Um, it's not. It's proven to be not effective in terms of teaching skills. It doesn't help them understand why they shouldn't do it or why what they had done was not necessarily good or not a desired behavior. And the other thing that you've now taught your child to do is every time they want to get out of something is they can hit another person. Um, and they can also use it to try to um, get a behavior out of somebody else. If you're doing it to help them behave better, they will end up thinking that that is a good thing. And so that is a strategy or a technique that they might use on other kids or other adults. When they don't like something, they might end up hitting the other person. And then they're labeled as rude or aggressive um, when that is not the intention of the child. Of course, it's probably going to be ineffective because all they remember is maybe the pain, but they don't understand why in the first place um, the behavior had to be corrected. When you're trying to teach a child to behave better, you want to give them adaptive skills. You want to give them um, good behavior that they can model. And if you think about it, if your child does not really understand why he's being hit, then hitting him for any reason is not going to work at all. And if you say that, well, my child understands that he is not supposed to hit, then you might as well just talk to him and say, I didn't like your behavior. What, what can we do? How can we talk to your friend and probably ask for the toy without hitting or grabbing? I think one of the dangers in 
mo model behavior that's not desired, like the, the behaviors that you don't want to happen, is that once they see it, it can become a habit, right? And so it's really, really hard to try to correct that and extinguish it because their language might be limited, um, their understanding of consequences might be limited. And so once they see it, that's a very effective way of teaching something, right? And so it's harder to take it out and explain like, no, you're not supposed to do that. Oops, that was a mistake, right? So I think it's very important to keep that in mind, that what they see is some of the first things that they will learn first because it's so easy to imitate. And most kids will imitate rather than listen. What I usually tell parents to do is to try to have the child keep their hands to themselves. So have a consistent language that says hands to yourself or gentle hands. Sometimes you can hear some people say quiet hands so that they know where to put their hands. Um, or some parents will say hands off. I particularly don't feel that that's appropriate for some kids because hands off what, right? Um, so it's better to say like where to put their hands. Well, going back to our topic of having an aggressive toddler comes back to getting the, you know, the complete picture. Remember that at that age, he or she may not have the ability to properly say or convey what he or she is thinking or feeling and there's a lot of guesswork there and you know being a parent is a lot of guesswork too so it's really about trying to make the best decision for your child using all the information that you have at hand yes that's true and also it's very important when we're dealing with behaviors like these we don't just look at the behavior in isolation and sometimes it's a problem with uh when we get uh, sometimes pieces of advice, like it's very, it's very often on the internet we see posts like, okay, one magic phrase you can use to end hitting once and for all. I don't think there's some magic thing that we can do, but it has to do with uh, understanding the child as a whole. It also has to do with what we do the rest of the time when our toddlers are not being aggressive, how we connect with them, how we communicate with them. Thank you so much for sharing with us your expertise and for sharing also your experiences and your stories. And I know that today, uh, our listeners learned a lot from you. Thanks for having us. If you'd like to know more, check out our course. We have a course called Teaching Emotional Regulation. And Drs. Jack and Janice are also in this course. Check out uh, discerningparenting.com slash toddler and you're going to see our resources for toddlers. Again, that's discerningparenting.com slash toddler. And if you enjoyed our episode today, don't forget to follow our show and also to leave us a five-star review so that we'll be able to reach and help more parents. Any information available at this podcast is intended for general guidance only and must never be considered a substitute for advice provided by a doctor, therapist, or other qualified medical professional.